Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, congratulations. You're about to arrive to the right place. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Ellen and Aaron Sports Podcast. Are you ready for it? Now, here is Fantastic. Thank you for asking. Glad to be here. So glad to start the year off. And thank you so much, Sam Scola, for that awesome, awesome song. We really appreciate you all the way from Maine. It's a great year. We got a lot going on. And I'm sure you'll, I'll go ahead and I guess and thank our great sponsor. Let me do that now, okay? All right. So <laughs> let me go ahead and thank our awesome sponsor. This is Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce. So delicious and addicting, you may need a support group. So thank you so much, Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce, for being our great sponsor today. Please pick up a four-pack at flbbqsauce.com. flbbqsauce.com. Definitely you can get four different flavors. Great way to start off the new year. Got the honey mustard here, too, to give you an idea. Got four different flavors. Great way to start the year, and speaking of that, how has well, the year started so far for you, Aaron? So far, so good. Uh, you know, it ended kind of kind of crazy. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't make the last show after um, a bolt of lightning, uh, unfortunately, took out some of our studio here. So, um, But lightning never strikes twice, they say, so hopefully we are good to go 
2023. And I was just going to piggyback off what you said there about Chef G's Florida barbecue sauce. Boy, we're really uh, putting him up there today, aren't we? So a couple of really good uh, things that are coming up here that are a, a perfectly great reason to make that purchase of that four-pack. you got the national championship game in college football coming up here on Monday night. Pick yourself up a four-pack for that. And while you're at it, the Super Bowl is just a few weeks off, too. Pick yourself up another four-pack uh, for the Super Bowl. Uh, have yourself a Super Bowl party and, uh, you know, celebrate it there with Chef G's barbecue sauce. So uh, I tell you what, last year ended um, with a bang. Uh, a lot of great things happened. Unfortunately, I um, wasn't here to talk about it the last week. I know you did a great job uh, you know, covering for me there. But then even the two weeks we took off for the holidays, a lot of stuff that uh, that took place in the sports world. Free agent signings in the baseball world, we still don't know for sure where Carlos Correa is going to play. Um, he signed with the Giants, and then that fell through, and then he signed with the Mets, and now that looks like that's going to possibly fall through. And then, uh, obviously, we've had some other things happen. You had J.J. Watt announce his retirement. Um, you know, a lot of those sorts of things happening. So um, it's good tonight also to not only be on Blog Talk Radio and those who are listening to us uh, through some of the links that we post there on Facebook, but also – uh, everyone gets to see Alan, your beautiful smiling face there on YouTube Live. Um, it's definitely great to, to see you there. Um, always, uh, always a good, uh, good thing to have. So, looks like we got a, a, a first uh, caller of the 2023 year. He's going to be joining us now. I believe this is going to be Lou. Let's bring Lou in here tonight. Yes, Lou, good guys, evening. Happy, happy New Year to you. Thanks. Nice to be back. It is great All to right. be back. Uh, how, how's yeah. the New Year treating you so far? Oh, so far it's good. Uh, got a new computer, so we can get ready for the show. Uh, you know, starting starting tomorrow. Everything stays the same for right now. So, um, you know, it's still gonna be a call-in show, at least for now. So we got that all straightened out. So, and we'll move move over to the new service in two weeks. There you go. All, all right. right. The new service. All right. Yeah. Well. Unfortunately, I can't say it's been a very happy new year for our Jets. <laughs> well, tell you what, the, yeah. the, the matchup they have this weekend against Miami, two teams that, you know, you go back, I don't know, five or six weeks, and both teams were looking like they were right in the thick of the playoff race, and both have had some struggles down the stretch. What do you attribute that to for the Jets at this point? Is it the quarterback situation? Is it just they aren't quite ready yet? Or what, what, uh, what do you attribute that to? Yeah, well, it could be anything. It could be the coaching, it could be the players, it could be anything. You had the, you had it in the bag in November, and then you were on this five-game losing streak, and everything just went completely unraveled then. Yeah, it's unfortunate that, that that happened with the Jets, just to fall apart like that towards the end. And what do you think is going to happen at this point as far as the team and Zach Wilson? Well, they said Wilson concentrate on 2023 now. I mean, you know, he's not, he's going to be the backup starter uh, for this game. You're going to have Waco Flacco as the starter. Um, you know, he, he just kept getting injury prone. He's been benched twice. So, eh, you know, I think it's the right call, though. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's getting contentious over there. I agree with you. But, you know, it's it's really a tough situation for the Jets to be playing so well and then all of a sudden just kind of fall apart. It's really disappointing. Big time. Yeah, I mean, 
man, you know, for them to have such a great season and just fall apart at the end, it's just, I, I didn't see it. I didn't see that happening. I really didn't. What are your thoughts, Aaron? Yeah, I, I'm a little surprised, too. I mean, I think that this is one of the reasons why you got to keep playing pedals to the metal football all year long. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very surprised in some of the – some of the uh, stories I've been reading about how they may are, are, they've already pretty much decided to move on from Zach Wilson next year, which, you know, you're only two years into this guy's NFL career. It seems a little early to make that kind of a choice. I think this is a little bit of the knee jerk reaction in New York that typically happens. Um, I, I, you know, you look at what they did with uh, Sam Darnold. I mean, he's already, he, he was only drafted four years ago and he's already, you know, with the, uh, with the Panthers for what, two years now. So, um, it seems a little premature. Now, one thing I will say is, you know, there's probably going to be some pretty good quarterbacks out there in free agency uh, this off season. So maybe that's what the Jets are going to look for is a veteran who's been in the league for a little while. Somebody who can come in and kind of right the ship, if you will. I, I love what Robert Salas done there though. I, I think he was a great fit. He, he really has uh, disciplined that team the way that they needed to, to have things go. Cause they've been a struggling team for, you know, better part of a decade now. And so I think that he's the right guy. I just think they've got to find that combination of, you know, the quarterback and, and really the offense to be able to move forward. And, of course, the defense, you know, that's really his strong point or strong suit. Um, you know, you don't want to let down there. But it, it, it's definitely been a disappointment um, for the Jets and really the Giants, too, for that matter. I mean, they, they got off to a really great start. And they've kind of, you know, fallen uh, on harder times here as of late, too. So Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, it's this this definitely disappointing. It's definitely disappointing. But I mean, they weren't they weren't looking, you know, as much as like contenders. Um, you know, considering the season they had last year, but you, you know, they they made up. You know, they made up some pretty good ground. They did. They definitely and improved. Then, you know, you're right about yep. that. And then the and then uh, pardon the expression, all hell broke loose. <laughs> well, no matter what happens on Sunday, the big thing for the Jets, and I would say probably more for for head coach uh, Robert Saleh, I believe this will be this is his second year, I believe there uh, here in twenty twenty two, of course now twenty twenty three. You know, if they falter and they don't go to the playoffs this year, on one hand you could say, okay, well there's going to be some lessons they learned in that final stretch of the season that they can find ways to improve next year so they don't repeat themselves however you know if it happens again they blow the whole thing up and start over from scratch that's kind of the the, the crummy thing about the nfl sometimes is you you have that that progression and clearly they progressed from where they were a year ago um you can tell that the the discipline is there you can tell that the the hard work and, and effort is there and it just hasn't sustained itself throughout this entire season so i think if if um if you think about just past history and what you see in a lot of NFL teams, especially in New York, obviously they're going to be under a bigger microscope. A bad year next year without being in the playoffs this year, I think they probably unfortunately make a change, um, but we'll see what happens. Um, good game on Sunday. You know, two teams that are trying to get in. Obviously the Dolphins have unfortunately fallen on hard times themselves and there's been some rumors about them maybe, you know, making a surprise coaching change after the season. I know that uh, this is kind of the rumor mill starting um, Sean Payton's name has come up in Miami, so we shall yeah. see what happens. Um, what are you cooking uh, this weekend on your first show of 2023? 
Well, we're going to look back at the uh, World Cup that ended on December 18th, and that was our doozy. Uh, we'll recap the college football semifinals. And, yes, we will preview the final between Georgia and TCU. I mean, I was not surprised, though, by the results of both games of last week's semifinal. I knew it would be close games both games, even with Ohio State and, and uh, Georgia. So I, I knew it was going to be a, you know, a hard-fought game. So we'll take care of that. Um, we'll also have the, the NBA and NFL nominees for their Hall of Fame because uh, both have been announced. So we'll take care of that. Um, of course, other things, other things uh, playing, playing in the works. So it should be an interesting show. Number still the same as for now, 512-543-4662 from 4 to 6 p.m. East Coast time. You know, so, you know, um, I don't know if it's still going to be calling with when we start the new uh, service or not. So you might want to get your calls in before the switch comes, just in case, because we never know what this new service is going to bring. So if I were you, of course, um, you know, I do it. Um, oh, we're also going to be covering um, news from the uh, new from the new XFL, uh, uh, which starts <laughs> next month. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, I was going with that, didn't you? <laughs> your your mind hasn't changed. <laughs> your mind hasn't changed on on you know Dwayne Johnson making it, or you think it's still where you're at? You know, basically, you don't think it's going to make it. The XFL. Let's put it this way: He hate me part three. Oh boy. Okay. Nope. <laughs> he hate me part three. <laughs> yes. Look. You know part what? Part two of the sequel is bad enough. Now you got to have part three to this. Okay. <laughs> well, it never end, folks. This is going to be the worst soap opera I've ever seen. Wow. You know what, Dwayne Johnson? I just I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think I think Dwayne Johnson, Danny Garcia, those are the two people who, who along with another investor that owned XFL. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. You just never know. Yeah, maybe I think you want it's to bring be... back the W. Maybe you want to bring back the W. L. A. F. from uh, 1974. Hmm? Is that the <laughs> <on> XLS? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I think with the you XFL. Wanna go, you want to go there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> ho- hopefully, hopefully for the XFL's sake and for the fans, you know, the third time is the charm. I, I I'm going to go with the history repeating itself thing, though, because I, I think that and, and Alan, you have a good point there. You got some good investors. The problem is with a league like the NFL, which that's what they're trying to do. You know, here's, here's an interesting problem, fellas, because um, I was looking at the uh, XFL schedule and the USFL schedule, and they're going to collide with each other. Yeah, yeah. One of them will fall for sure and probably not going not, not a smart move. Not a smart move at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you got the USFL starting um, the week uh, after the Super Bowl, and the USFL starts um, April 10th, I think, or something like that. So it's going to collide with each other, and that's going to that's going to be murder. Yeah, I think it's going to be problematic there. Um, to be real honest, I what just don't see thinking? how. Yeah, I just don't see how a, another league is going to be able to sustain itself. Now, you could make the argument, I suppose, that the Arena League lasted as long as it did. But look, they had good owners in the Arena League, and they, you know, they um, crumbled here a few years back. So, 
I yeah. just feel I just feel like it's going to be very difficult to ever. You're never going to compete at the same level as the NFL. There's no question about that. Um, and to be real honest with you, I mean, college football, you know, is, is going to outdo it as well. I think more or less, you really got to find a niche in the USFL and in the uh, XFL, something that's different and distinguishes itself from those other other two leagues. And here, I'm going to throw this out there to you: a merger between the two leagues in the future, I think, could be on the horizon. I'm just throwing that, that out there. That might be this, that might be the case. That I just think might that would, be the I case. Think, that might I think I think that if you put both of them together, it's more potential for success. I'm not going to compare this to the AFL NFL merger. That's the silly thing to say. But if you there's people who watch football or want to watch football year round and you know this would give them the opportunity to do that and it would also in my opinion because I think the players in both those leagues they're not at the same level as NFL players let's be honest there guys it would give some guys who didn't get drafted or, or maybe didn't even play in college it gives those guys a chance to you know be featured players and get a chance to sign with the, an NFL team you know when camp comes around It'd be a really interesting thing to watch. I think there's a chance that it works. I just don't think it's going to work where both leagues are going to be um, able to survive together. Uh, maybe they'll call it the U.S. XL or something like that, and, and uh, you know they'll have like 24 teams or something. So, uh, but we'll we'll certainly keep an eye on both of those. Yes, I like, heard. Yeah, I mean, because I heard there was a possibility that this was you know trying to make yourself like a merger. You know, for one to knock the other team, for one to knock the other league out. I think that's what this is. You know, that's what's coming to. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to watch over the next, uh, you know, six months or, or, you know, whatever the time frame is uh, to see how it goes. And, you know, the interesting thing is right at the end of all that, you have the NFL draft, and then not that far after that, you have you know, camp and everything starting up again. So it's kind of a cycle uh, as to how it goes. But, you know, yeah. think about it this way, too. You get guys who don't make teams. Um, maybe, maybe they get drafted late in the draft and they get cut, or guys from the previous season get cut there's another league for them to play in and another opportunity and they're not you know, retiring immediately. So I think it gives some hope to players that maybe didn't make it the first time around. And you think about guys who did that. Kurt Warner would be a great example. You know, he played in the, the arena league yeah, for but several players years. Players like that only come one, one in a million though. Yeah, I agree. But I think this would give a better opportunity for them to still have something to hang on to because these guys are physical guys. I mean, they're still good athletes and, uh, you know, you never know when somebody might get injured and you have to bring somebody in. So Yeah, I know, I know. But, you know, it's it's very hard to duplicate this, the same success. Yeah, so Lou is not giving it much confidence. <laughs> I'm I'm the only person who's giving it a little bit of <laughs> optimism to it. We could have Dwayne Johnson of Rock explain how he thinks it's going to be different. I would love to hear that, but it's definitely – I'm looking forward to see how it plays out. But yeah, Lou. So so tomorrow four to six, same time, yes. same channel for now. Yes. So let me make sure that people it get the numbers. It might still be a call-in show when we move over, but I can't say that for sure. But it's it's, it's possible. All right. So for for now, it's five one two. Yes. Five four three four six six two. Five one two five four three four six six two. Definitely. Season six. Season six. There you go. It's rolling on. Well, for me, for me, the show's been <laughs> longer. I was not the original. But remember, I was not the original host. That's right. Well, you're doing big things. We really appreciate you. And 
Definitely, it's a great way to start the year. Speaking of Lou, that's for sure. Yeah. Ten years for me in this in this business. Oh man, it goes by fast. That's right. We're ten years. Ten years. I, start, I started. I started locally. You know, with with Eric, and then three years later, I got I got my first national start. You know, when I'm on the pre on the on the predecessor to the show I'm doing now. You know, start as a you know start as just a a contributor. You know, some calls just a call. I say contributor. Then they asked me to come back, and then they wanted me to you know, sub sub for um, the person who was not feeling well. Uh, then I went to um, co-hosting with her, and uh, now going to my sixth year here, still going strong. So it's ten years in this racket for me. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> and they say I never yeah. lie. That's right. Continued success. Always a pleasure, Lou. Always a pleasure. You the man. Yeah. Of course we'll cover. Of course uh, we'll cover um, week eighteen for the final week of the regular NFL season. Yes, definitely. That's right. So if you're gonna make your predictions, make them good. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Well, Lou, thank yeah. you so much for joining us here tonight. Again, happy New Year to you. And we Thank certainly uh, encourage our listeners to follow your show as well on Saturdays, the Enhanced Sports Show between 4 and 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's New York time, of course, folks. And, uh, Lou I always and his, remember because uh, I go by New York time. Yeah. <laughs> Lou and his crew over there, they do a terrific job for sure. So, yeah, so Lou, thank you so much here tonight. Thanks, fellas. I'll be back. Oh, we appreciate you. Thank you so much, Lou. Yes. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. A pleasure. All right, now. Always awesome to hear from our great buddy, Lou. Really appreciate him. That's how you know that the year is starting off great, that we had Lou gracious with a call in, and definitely glad and appreciate him. I guess at this point, since we are talking a little bit about football, we'll go to a little bit of a more serious note, a much more serious note. I want to kind of get your thoughts, Aaron, as to what you saw and your feeling about what has happened on Monday Night Football, January 2nd, involving the Bills and Bengals and DeMar Hamlin. Well, I tell you what, um, first things first, what a scary moment. Um, And, you know, thankfully we can fast forward to Friday, almost five days later, and it looks like everything is going in the right direction for him. And I certainly think that's a great thing. Uh, understand that this young man is a really good guy, um, both on and off the field. He's a great teammate. He's great in his community. Um, did a lot of research on him this week and certainly, um, you know, happy to hear that things are, are going in the right direction. I wasn't actually watching the game Monday night. Um, not that long after this occurred, though, obviously things are starting to pop up on the news sites and Facebook and somebody actually texted me, did you see what just happened? And I I watched a replay, and I was trying for the life of me to figure out what happened. You know, it didn't look like anything that was out of the ordinary. It just looked like a normal hit. Um, and forgive me for using this as a, a reference point or as a comparison. I, I mentioned this to you uh, the other day through text message. It reminded me in 2001 of the, the, the accident that unfortunately claimed Dale Earnhardt's life. It didn't look like a bad accident. So kind of the same thing, and, and thankfully again for Demar, he's looking like uh, looks like he's going to be okay. But um, a really scary moment, 
you know, he took the hit and stood up, fell down, and then everything just kind of went silent. Um, the thing I'm most proud of, honestly, just watching all this and seeing everything that went down is the, the NFL, the Bengals, the Bills, the players, the coaches, and everyone, the fans included, they all got this right. It was the right thing for them to stop the game. It was the right thing for them to put, put football aside. Someone's life was you know, at stake there, and I think that um, we can commend them for all doing the right thing. And then evidently, um, I believe it was yesterday, he woke up and actually asked somebody, you know, did we win the game? So I think there's a little bit of, a little bit of, I don't want to say humor in there, but, I, you know, good to hear something like that was the first thing that came out of his mouth after he woke up. So um, definitely a scary moment. Um, you know, hopefully we never see anything like that again. But I do think this is going to change the safety protocols in the NFL. Um, you go back to the 90s, Alan, and you I can't remember the player's name. He played for the, the Lions, had an injury where he actually broke his neck, and he never walked again. He was he – was, uh, paralyzed basically for the rest of his life and that that kind of stuff starts to change the way that they design safety equipment and helmets and you know those sorts of things and I I have a feeling this is going to be a similar situation as they study it more and get more of a a detailed feel you know for what happened what caused this to occur you know one of the first things I in my mind started to think is would this have happened to anybody else or was it just particularly him? Sometimes it's just the angle that somebody gets hit or, you know, those sorts of things. That's all the stuff that's been talked about these last four or five days. So I want to get your take on it too, because, you know, obviously again, as I mentioned before, can't, can't underline this enough. What a scary situation. Um, I mean, beyond, we've seen a lot of hits. We saw what happened to two earlier this year with, with a concussion. That was pretty scary. I think in and of itself, this is a young man who, fell down, and if nobody had been there to help him, he would have probably died right there on the field. So I want to get your thoughts, uh, immediate, uh, you know, your immediate thoughts of what, what it was like when you first saw it and then kind of the things that, as they've uh, progressed over the last several days. Yeah, I, you know, definitely I was one of the people that actually did witness, watch his game live, and I'll even go further and tell you the scene. It was Monday Night Football. I'm, you know, me and the family are so blessed to have a movie theater in our home. Monday Night Football is a big night. We had projection, you know, 50-plus-inch screen, you know, movie theater type. I was watching my son, and the this hit, as you mentioned, didn't seem like something out of the norm. But what really was scary was how he got, DeMar got up, and then he just fell right down. And the way he fell down, I knew something was really, really seriously wrong. Because I've seen, I've seen the two hit. I've seen a lot of really bad hits in the NFL. This had a definitely a serious and much more life or death demeanor to it right off the bat. And they went to three breaks during the time. When they came back to the, after the third break, you had the ambulance, and it really didn't look any different. And then I had a fear of, you know, this – it felt like this was life or death. It really did. Before they officially said they administered CPR. Once it was about eight minutes into it, they officially said they administered CPR. I knew it was something very, very, very serious. And you couldn't really see what they were doing because the players hovered around 
and you couldn't they probably did it on purpose so you couldn't they were blocking you from, from seeing him actually administering cpr but i knew it, it was very 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 serious what the players had witnessed was a, what i considered a traumatic event in fact i want to show something to the people who are watching live let me show them something right now you know this this triggered something and this is the spaceship challenger and it triggered this to me because as a kid this was the first time i actually witnessed an alive event and it turned into something that unfortunately was very tragic i keep this in my office this is a a picture of the entire challenger crew so for those who could see that in the, the space shuttle but it triggered that because of the fact that when I was around my son's age, it was the first time I actually witnessed something live that was tragic. And I had to explain to my son, you know, who was 11, what went down and how serious it was. And to my shock, he actually knew what CPR was. So that made it a little bit easier that he, he had knew what I was talking about when I said he got CPR. We prayed for Jamar Hamlin right then and there on the spot. I kind of knew kind of early into it that they were not going to continue this game. I just, I just knew it. Looking at the players' reaction, looking at how the, the, the room felt, they went from excited to play football to watching something traumatic. And they were in no shape, form, both the Bengals and Bills, to play a game. So it was just a formality to me when it went on, as long as it did, that they went ahead and canceled the game, which I will say the NFL got right. The NFL should not have continued this game. This was a traumatic event that everybody, not just the players, coaches, CPR, fans, myself, anybody watching, they witnessed a traumatic event. And it brought back memories to the Spaceship Challenger for me because this was the first time I actually saw something live. Now, I did want to give credit to Denny Kellington. He's the one who actually submitted the CPR. They, you know, later, a couple days later, it was disclosed by the uncle that he got resuscitated twice. So he got resuscitated twice on the field. And I'm glad that Jamar is doing a lot better now. He's FaceTiming. He's, you know, he's going to make it out all right. I mean, when I say all right, I mean, he, he's going to, it sounds like he's going to move forward with his life with this thing. I thank God all the prayers were answered, but it really was a traumatic and scary event. I am so glad that it, it did turn worse. And many prayers to DeMar and his family, friends, coaches, staff. And, I, you know, I'm glad that we are talking about this because I want to talk about the next phase. What are your thoughts, Aaron, about the way people have kind of responded to DeMar and his incident to this point? Well, i got to be honest. You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, seeing, the, the, like you said, the prayers and people really, you know, to, to be somewhat honest here, I think it's somewhat shocking um, because I think that we've seen injuries in the past. You know, I'll go back to News 2 as a reference point since that happened fairly recently. You know, they took him off the field. Everybody kind of took a few minutes to catch your breath, and the game went on. And that very well could have happened the other night. You know, 
And I know there were some people who were saying, you know, that should happen. And I, I understand the thought of that, but I think that the other side of it is at the end of the day, it's just a football game. It's just people out there playing hard. And when you think about somebody's life hanging in the balance, none of that other stuff matters. It, it's just that person's life at that point. So um, I, I, I can, I can, see where other people were making arguments on either side and people make knee jerk reactions to things. Um, so I'm not going to necessarily call people out over that. I think it's kind of silly because people react emotionally. Um, but I, I'm, I'm very proud. Like I mentioned a few moments ago, I'm very proud of the fact that the NFL, there's a lot of things the NFL doesn't get right. In my opinion, I think we, yeah. we could probably both agree on that this time. I think they got it right. And there was no, I mean, there wasn't even an afterthought. Um, now, as far as the game, this is where I think the debate comes in. Should they have continued the game maybe next week sometime? I could see an argument for yes and an argument for no on that. Um, you know, and they decided to do what they did. The, the game is officially canceled, I guess, is what they have, have listed it as. So what are your thoughts on that specific part of it? You know what? I have not disagreed with the NFL. I know I'm one of the people that – kind of like disagree with some of the things the NFL does, but I, I agree with them canceling the game. And I actually agree, even though I'll tell you the second part of how I got affected because of being canceled, but I will say that they did the right thing by canceling the game. And I feel as if they did the right thing by not replaying this game a week or a few days later, because it was a traumatic event. You understand? It could be, Guys go on the field, they get they of course they get to know that they were on that field, and the last time, one of their brothers literally died on the field and had to be revived. That's what happened. In CPR twice. His uncle confirmed he got he had CPR twice done to him. So literally, one of their coworkers or peers, whatever you want to call it, teammate, died on that field. So that is a traumatic event. I don't think the NFL – I think the NFL understood that, and I think they did the right thing by a, canceling the game. I know it took about an hour for them to make it official. I kind of felt they were going to cancel the game. But the players didn't – the players and the coach, I think, made the decision. We're not playing this game, period. That's one of the times where being an adult worked in your favor. It's one of the few times in life where being an adult, I think, goes in your favor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that went in their favor like – Hey guys, you want to need some time and we're gonna play? Nah, man, we're not playing. It's 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 a wrap. Basically, the players and coaches pretty much made the shit they weren't gonna play, and they did the right thing. And the NFL, I feel, did the right thing by not resuming the game. The game we're in week seventeen going into eighteen. It's kind of late in the game. I think it was actually good that there was no game this Thursday because I think they may have even thought about canceling their Thursday night game just because of the trauma attached to it how serious it was i i think they were right on the money as far as the reaction it was great to see people come together and really support tomorrow i think that was awesome i will say though some of the things i, I will say is kind of bush league let me just put it nicely i do think that hey number one with higgins you got to leave him alone. It was, a, it was a football play. When you're playing football, unfortunately, you are taking a risk. He didn't do anything dirty. It's unfortunate. And I'm sure he, you know, he, Troy Higgins feels horrible about it. So people need to back off him. Number two, 
I feel yes, the Bengals have a, are are correct in what they said that they're kind of getting the short end of the stick because of the cancellation and because of the rule change. But at the end of the day, Aaron, no matter what the league did at this point, it was gonna somebody was gonna be unhappy. You understand? There's no. I looked at the situations and I'm like, you know what? Somebody's gonna be unhappy. This is kind of why they get paid billions of dollars to make these decisions, but. The aftermath of people saying, hey, you know, we should we should get the short end of the stick, I think was unfair. What are your thoughts on that end? I think no matter how you look at it, it's going to come out with somebody getting, whether you want to call it the short end of the stick or, you know, somewhat of a, what they would consider to be unfair. Both teams have the game canceled, so this is a game that doesn't go in the record. Both teams are going to finish the year having finished. 16 regular season games versus 17. That's just the way it's going to go. And evidently, from my understanding of reading today, there'll be a coin flip, which will determine, I guess it's going to determine placement uh, in the rankings for the AFC playoffs. It's just the way it is. You know, we've been through some some interesting things in the last uh, 20 or 25 years. Um, go back to, you know, 9-11 being probably the biggest of them all with, NFL canceling that following week and then everything being pushed back by a week, including the Super Bowl, which was in New Orleans that following year. Go back uh, three years ago when COVID hit where, you know, there was a good period of time where we didn't even know if we were going to have a season or not. So you make adjustments, these things happen. Um, you know, I'll say this. Um, I know the Bengals are not too happy about it. Yeah. And may, may, maybe you never know how the, how the dice is going to, uh, you know, land or whatever, but maybe it benefits them. It may not look like it right now, yeah. but maybe it benefits them. Who knows? But you, here's the thing. <laughs> I'll steal this one from uh, former Jets coach. Um, uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. You play to win the game, and you got to play the next game, you know, to, to, to win. So you can't really sit there and make excuses. You're going to the playoffs either way. I know it stinks that. Maybe you're not going to get the ranking that you had wanted, but you still got to play these games, and that's, uh, you know, that's what you got to do. So um, I think that, uh, you know, again, the positive coming out of all this is seeing how people put their priorities in the right spot. I think the last several years, I think you and I would agree on this, the last several years we've seen some pretty ugly things happen um, around our around our globe, let's put it that way. And I think that to see people putting the priority on someone's life versus a, that was very impressive. Something I didn't really expect to happen. I prob- I'm not speaking for you, but I think you probably feel the same way to some degree about that. Yeah, it was. And, and that's what I want people to emphasize. Keep the focus on that. Yes, it, it may have affected you in a way that wasn't positive. I'll, I'll get to that in a moment, but the main thing was no one has is going to be more affected or is more affected than DeMar Hamlin. And I think people need to kind of keep that in perspective. The man literally got revived twice. And because of that, because of guys like Danny Kellington, the great work that they did instantly, the first responders, the ambulance, that's the reason. And the doctors that are taking care of him, family support, and all the people that were supporting him in prayer, that's what lifted Jamar up. And that's more important. And to your point, Aaron, you said it perfect. Hey, 
Everybody loves to win. It's it's competitive. But at the end of the day, it's a game. You know, I'll just give my quick story. Like, you know, I had <laughs> – and for those people who are commenting, you know, as far as fantasy football and things like that, hey, I had <laughs> Joe Burrow as my quarterback, and he was going to light things up. You could clearly see. And because of it, not only did I not get the benefit of the points – because the game got called so short, I didn't even get the little bit of points he did get. You understand? So instead of him getting 80, 90, or 100 points in this league I'm in, I didn't even get 18 points. But it doesn't matter because DeMar is the one who is the priority. You look at people losing in, in the fantasy football. What about the people that was in the stands who watched less than a quarter of the game? What about, you know what I mean? What about people who watched the game or who had bet on it? And most importantly, nobody got more affected than DeMar. I don't care if you don't have the number one seed because of it. I don't care if you lost a bet because of it. I don't care if your fantasy football team lost because of it. Nobody lost more than DeMar. Let's keep that in perspective. Yeah, very well said. I don't think anybody could say it any better than that. That's a very perfect point. And uh, back to what I was saying before, I always like to correct myself if I misspeak. It was Herm, Herm Edwards was the one who made those uh, comments 20 or so years ago. You play to win the game. So I still you think that applies now. Play to win the game. Yeah, play that's, you play to win the game. And, and that's right. They are The Bengals aren't in bad shape. They're going to the playoffs, number one. Number two, if you win against the Ravens based on what they're changing, then you still are in great shape You because you're going to host the game at home. If you lose against the Ravens, which is going to be this weekend – then things get dicey because now you have to go to a coin flip and then it's up in the air whether you're going to host a playoff game or not. The thing about like this, I'll, I'll say it like this. Aaron has seen it and I have seen it. Not always the best team wins when it comes to the Super Bowl and the World Series. What it comes down to is who plays the best at the time usually wins. So if the Bengals get hot, they beat the Ravens and – they go ahead and control their destiny. You don't lose. You're not going to lose. If you go in right now and you don't lose a game, you're going to win the, the, the Super Bowl. So, you know, just be thankful that you didn't have – you're not in a more serious condition and just move on and try to win. That, to your point, Aaron, try to win. Yeah, no, that's a very, very solid point there. So, um, football obviously is a big topic right now where – uh, in uh, the midst of you know, the bowl games in college, just finishing up here this past weekend. And you got the big uh, game coming up here Monday night from SoFi Stadium out there in Los Angeles. Our good buddy uh, Tyler Redmond is actually covering it for his uh, news channel there out of Georgia. I actually have seen some pictures of him um, floating around on Facebook being out there in L.A. Good luck to him. I'm happy and proud for him uh, for what he's accomplished. And that's a really awesome thing to be able to go out there. What a what a playoff we had. Um, this is probably the most exciting college football playoff as far as competitiveness that we've seen since they went to a four-team format. You go back uh, previous years, you go back to last year, and you had uh, Georgia, who, of course, won the title, and they beat down uh, Michigan. This was really both games that went down to the final minute or so of the game. It could have gone either way, so... Um, you had TCU pulling off the upset. They're kind of what Cincinnati was a year ago. 
They're, they move on, of course. And then Georgia and Ohio State, two teams that I can't stand, um, just being honest <laughs> there. Didn't know who to root for in that one. Um, but you had Ohio State coming up, a, a field goal to the left short, and Georgia moves on. And, uh, you know, now you've got the, you know, the defending champion uh, Bulldogs against the underdog, uh, you know, in TCU and the Horned Frogs. That's their mascot. I think it's going to be interesting to see. I think this is going to be a really, really good game. I get the feeling, though, that the Cinderella story is about to come to an end for TCU. I think that they're certainly an excellent team, but you're playing against the SEC. You're playing against the defending champions. So as much as I want to see TCU win, I think Georgia's going to pull it out again. Yeah, I'm with you on that. You know, Cinderella stories are great. It's always You always kind of root for the underdog. You want them to get it. You want them to – to beat the big guy, the big big dog in this case, you know, Georgia Bulldogs, and you want to see that TCU has nothing to feel bad about. They had an outstanding, outstanding run, but I, I couldn't agree more. I'm going to put a, a nice post on our wall on Facebook that you guys will be able to see, but I will agree with you. I think Georgia's going to do their thing, and it's just sometimes it's – and sometimes with college, it gets down to who has the most talent sometimes. Sometimes it is who plays the best, but when you are the, the much more as far as talented team and you have experience, it's just hard to, to – and you, as you mentioned, SEC, it's hard for you to kind of bet against that. And I think I, – I agree with you. I think it's going to be a very good game, entertaining, but I do think – it was, you know, the Cinderella story is going to unfortunately come to an end and Cinderella is going to have to get that slipper back. <laughs> I just think. <laughs> and um, I, I agree with you. I think the Georgia Bulldogs are going to win. I'm going to put up a nice post on our, our page either to the, tomorrow morning or or Sunday, you know, showing you about the Georgia Bulldogs, but I, I think they're going to win. Is any you think it's going to be a close or you think it's going to be pretty much not close? You know, I think it'll probably be a close game early on, maybe even through the, the entire first half. But I think that Georgia seems to have that second gear they can get into, or third gear even, uh, where they are able to just neutralize the opponent and put things away. Now, you can make some arguments, you know, based on, on you and the, the season that they just came off of. Um, and there's some weaknesses that Georgia does have. So if TCU can find a way to expose those things throughout the entirety of the game, then they have a, a chance at it. But I just I just feel like the experience is there. Um, you know, TCU doesn't play teams like Georgia during the regular season. They have a, a tough schedule um, by comparison, but not, not anything like what Georgia plays. You think about Georgia having to play in the SEC championship game, they play a really tough schedule just in the SEC alone. Um, and then, you know, you started off the season. I think it was uh, Oregon they played at the very beginning of the year. Um, and Oregon, you know, even though they just made a coaching change last year to this year, is still a really solid program. So you play a really solid schedule. You only have maybe two or three cake games the entire year, if you will. So um, I just feel like Georgia has so much depth right now. They are kind of turning into what Alabama had been for the last decade or so. Um, and I don't see them stopping anytime soon. I think they're in a really, really good position. So, um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll have a lot of talk, a lot to talk about next week, reviewing that game, how everything went down, 
who the winner was. We'll break down some of the, um, you know, some of the, the, the big plays that happened and things like that. And I, I think we're both in agreement that Georgia is the, the favorite. I'm still pulling for TCU. Don't get me wrong, but uh, you know, I think that I, I think that it's, it's looking at it from the common sense perspective. It's Georgia's game to win. So, but I tell you what, we have had a, a great year with football. And uh, next week, I'll have the final results of our 2022 regular season picks. So let's go ahead and do our picks here for the final week okay. of the season. I'm um, going to start off with the um, AFC West champion, Kansas City Chiefs. They're 13-3. and three. They're heading into Vegas to play the, the Raiders. I have the Chiefs uh, winning this game. Yeah, this one here is pretty much a slam dunk. I just think, you know, as, as much as you want the Raiders to – Fight, and I got to give Josh Jacobs. He's my guy. He's done his thing this year. I hope he plays and, and have ends up the year big with this game and gets the contract he deserves. He's definitely well deserving it. Big shout out to Josh Jacobs being doing his thing for the Raiders, the running back. But yeah, it's just the Kansas City is just tough to deal with. You have Mahomes, who is as of right now probably the front runner to get the MVP. I just think the Chiefs have too many weapons. You have Kelsey, and, yeah, they're going to do their thing with this game. I agree with you, Kansas City, all the way. Yeah, I I think that's a very solid pick right there. And then next game, this is a surprise for both of us, I think, and and I love it, by the way. You have the Titans, who at one point, I think were 7-3. and They've lost five or six games in a row. They're 7-9. and and they're going yeah. into Jacksonville to play the, the Jags, who are now leading that division, the uh, AFC South, at 8-8. Eight and eight. Jacksonville wins, and they're in. So I've got the Jaguars uh, Sunday in Jacksonville winning. What a, what a year they have had. They have really grown and um, really surprised a lot of people this year, including probably you and me. So, Yeah, you know what? It's, it's a beautiful thing to see. You get to see Trevor Lawrence coming out in his form. He's played outstanding this year. Jay Jones, that that team has done phenomenal strides. And I agree with you on this pick as well. I just think, you know, Titans have a very good team. They have a very good running game. But if you don't let Derrick Henry go off, so to speak, I think you have a very good shot of winning the game. And I just think the Jaguars have a lot of weapons. They've done outstanding this year. And I think they're going to win this game. I really do. I think they're going to win this game. And and be and this I believe is a one and done meeting. This determines who makes the playoffs. It's going to be exciting to see, but I think the Jacksonville is it's their game right there to win. Yeah, it definitely is. There's a couple of games uh, that are like this this weekend. We'll talk a little bit about some of the other ones yeah. towards the end of our picks. But uh, Tampa Bay, uh, they've won their uh, NFC South. They've won their division for the second year in a row. First time in franchise history they've done that. They're at eight and eight now. Back to 500. They're playing the Falcons up in Atlanta. Falcons have had some strange things happen over the last several weeks. They've kind of gone in and out and back and forth. Bucks have seemingly started to get hot, or at least hotter than they had been. So I've got Tampa Bay finishing the year 9-8 and eight with a win up there in Atlanta. Yeah, I got them winning also. The Bucks are starting to find their stride at the right time. I know that they're going to start the starters at least for the first half. I think I expect them to really blow things out the water real early so that they can rest a lot of their guys. Congratulations to them getting it back to back the bucks. I didn't realize that they never done that before. 
So it's nice that they won it back back to the division. But yeah, I totally agree with you. I think the Bucks are to do their thing. They're gonna beat the Falcons. The Falcons become a, a real mess. But I gotta give Arthur Blank a big shout out. I see that he did a, a very nice donation and set up a trust fund for Demar Hamlin and props Arthur Blank for doing that. But yeah, I I, I have the Bucks winning too. Yeah, definitely a shout out to uh, Arthur Blank. Uh, he's definitely um, one of the better owners, in, in my opinion, in the National Football League for sure. So um, this is another one that has playoff implications for the Patriots, at least. The 8-8 eight and eight Patriots uh, going up to Buffalo to play the 12-3 and three Bills. Bills obviously are still dealing with what happened this past week. So I think there's going to be some definitely emotions in this game Sunday uh, up there in Buffalo. Um, and also for the Bills, you know, because they're in the playoffs at this point, they are not necessarily going to play a lot of their starters. That's usually what happens at the end of the year. Lock yourself in. So I think this is going to be a good game. I feel like Buffalo is still going to win it, and they're going to win it not be, not only because um, the game's in Buffalo and they're a better team, but I think they're going to play this game you know, for DeMar Hamlin on Sunday. So I have the Bills winning uh, in Buffalo. No, I agree with you. They're going to play this game for DeMar Hamlin. They did a FaceTime and spoke to Jamar's dad, dad told him to go and win and go with those goals you set up that Jamar would want. And just, just the, they're going to be a little apprehensive, I think, in the beginning of the game, but they're going to find their stride. They're the better team. That's going to come into play, and they're just going to beat the Patriots. I just think they're going to use that as motivation, what happened, and have more fire underneath them. I think the Bills are going to win this game. I agree with you. Vikings at 12-4, and four, they have uh, locked up the yeah. NFC North. They're going to play the opposite of their uh, spot in the division, uh, the Bears at 3-13. and 13. This game is in Chicago, but I've got Minnesota winning this game on Sunday. Yeah, I got Minnesota winning this game too. This is a game that Minnesota has to kind of win because they've really faltered and have not been down the, the stretch. I think, you know, you, you're Justin Fields is not – you got to come in here and win this game in Minnesota. If you really want to get hot into the playoffs, which they haven't played well, they got destroyed by Green Bay, you got to win this game. So I agree with you. I think Minnesota is going to get it together and win this game. You don't have to deal with Justin Fields, so you really have no excuse. You should – the Minnesota Vikings should win this game. All right, and then you got the uh, the Ravens, uh, obviously uh, trying to get into the playoffs at ten and six, and the Bengals at eleven and four with maybe a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. This game is in Cincinnati, so I have the Bengals winning this game Sunday. Yeah, I have Bengals too, and you know, shout out to Higgins. You know, definitely should hold his head down, but I definitely do think the Bengals are are going to be like the Bills. You know, a little bit of a shell shock because of what happened emotionally, but I think they're click it in, you know, once the emotion subsides a bit, these guys are so talented that they'll let their talent take over. I don't think this will be a, a pushover type win. The Ravens are very tough, especially defensively. But I think the Bengals, especially being that the Bengals need to win this game to secure the fact that they're going to play a game. The Bengals are going to do their thing and win this game. All right, then we got a, uh, a dumpster fire game, and the next one is the two thirteen and one Houston Texans against the 
four eleven and one Indianapolis Colts. I have actually the Texans winning this game in a surprise win. Wow, that's the one that we have different. And you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans did win. They've been playing actually very good football towards the end of the year. I don't know how they record is as poor as it is because they have been playing actually pretty good. But I just think I think the Colts are going to do their thing and find a way to somehow win this game. I think they need to to at least kickstart the next year. I don't go live and say this, but I think the Colts will win this game. All right, then you got a playoff implications in this the next game in uh, in Miami, seven and nine Jets. They are going into Miami to play the eight and eight Dolphins. Both teams have really struggled down the stretch uh, over the last several weeks. I feel like Miami has more motivation here in this game because they've been so close um, the last several years. So I've got Miami winning on Sunday. Yeah, I agree. I think this is going to be finally the year that Miami pulls it together. They're going to play in a, a team that's really bewildered right now. They, they're out of the playoffs, and the starter is not going to play. I think they're going to pull it together and and finally get in there. It's, I heard that Daniel, the coach, has his job online if they don't win, which is unfortunate because I think he's actually doing a pretty job, but I think they're often going to get it together, find a way to pull it out, and win this game. Panthers and Saints, uh, two teams that are not uh, playoff contenders at this point this year. Um, this game is in New Orleans. It'd be nice for them to go out with a win, but I have New Orleans winning this game. They finished the year at eight and nine. Yeah, this one, I, you know, I hate to say I have something different. Just because Carolina has been playing really good, Sam Darnold, they actually did hang in there with the Bucks up until the point where. They just couldn't card Evans, and he just broke free and had a monster game. A monster game is understatement. But I do think Carolina has been playing pretty good. They have a very good running game. I think they'll get the running game going. And in a shocker, I think they'll beat. I think beat the Saints in a really tough place to play, and that's in uh, New Orleans. This next game is a battle for basically bragging rights in the season. Uh, two teams that have always been uh, bitter rivals. Browns at 7-9, and nine, they want to finish on a high note. And the Steelers at 8-8, eight and eight, they are trying to finish the year with a winning record so that Mike Tomlin can continue his streak of consecutive seasons with a winning record. All of them at Pittsburgh, of course. I have the Steelers winning this game Sunday in Pittsburgh and securing his, uh, his uh, record continuing to be above 500 for every year he's been a coach there. I think that's a remarkable, you know, to have that on your resume. I don't see it, it going to the wayside. I think they're going to play for Mike Tomlin, make sure he gets that. I see the Steelers being extra motivated because they're a team who has to win. I believe in this game here is win and get in. So I do believe they're going to keep Mike Tomlin's streak going. Phenomenal props to Mike Tomlin. And also probably Mike Tomlin, because I really enjoyed what he said about DeMar Hamlin. They have history. He's known him since he was a very young man, DeMar Hamlin. I love what he said about him in that speech during a press conference. Mike Tomlin is a class guy, and I really would love to meet him. But I would definitely would say that he's going to keep the streak. I see. I agree with you. I think the Steelers win this game. Chargers trying to get into the playoffs. They're at 10-6. Uh, they are in, the, of course, AFC West. 
Same division as the Broncos, who are probably the most disappointing team in football at 4-12. and 12. They, of course, dismissed Nathaniel Hackett here uh, a week or so back. Chargers are going to win this game in Denver on Sunday. Yeah, I agree. I, I just think there's just too much turmoil going on in Denver. I know uh, Russell said something positive, which is great, but the reality is this team is really, really – uh, the biggest disappointment I would have to say, I would have to agree with you, unfortunately agree that this, the Denver Broncos have been the most, the biggest disappointment of this year, especially with the expectations. Even if they, if you lower the expectations some, they still fall way short of that. So I don't see them beating the Chargers. I think that going to be with Eckler just do their thing. Keenan Allen, I agree with you. I think the Chargers are going to win this game. Another good matchup here uh, going into the playoffs. Uh, the Eagles at 13-3. and three. Giants are coming into town. They're 9-6-1. I know that the Eagles have had some struggles here of late with Jalen Hurts being injured. Um, I think if I'm them, I probably don't, even if he's available, I probably don't play him in this game because he's really your your offense for the most part. So, But I have the Eagles winning this game in Philadelphia uh, to finish the year at 14-3. and three. What about you? I have the same. I have the Eagles, you know, doing their thing and winning. It is said that Jalen Hurts is going to play this game. You know, I think he kind of does need to play to kind of get back into rhythm. He's missed a couple of weeks. You kind of don't want to start the playoffs on a cold note. You want to at least play half the game. So I think they're going to find their rhythm, get their stride, and the Eagles are going to pull this game out and beat the Giants. I think they, I agree with you. I think the Eagles win this game. This is another one that I think is a good matchup, uh, not necessarily because of the two teams that are playoff bound, but you got the 49ers at 12-4. and four. They have been under the radar pretty much the entire season after the uh, injury of Trey Lance at the beginning of the year, and then Jimmy Garoppolo goes down. They bring in this kid who was the 200th overall pick in the draft. He was the, the last pick in the draft uh, this past year. Brock Purdy, he is leading this team. I have the 49ers in a lock pick here on – Sunday out in San Francisco over the four and twelve struggling Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I agree. I have the 49ers also winning. You can put me down for lock pick two on that one. I just think looking on all cylinders, like I said, they're just a monster of a team. That pickup with Christian McCaffrey is something special. Debo Samuel is supposed to come back and play this so they will give him a little bit more before the playoffs. The 49ers are going to beat the Cardinals. This, this is a lock pick for me, too. Should be a good game. And I, I really got to say, just as a side note, I love seeing a, a guy who was such a low pick in the draft, you know, like Tom Brady was, of course, uh, 20-some years ago, being a, in a position like Brock Purdy is in with the 49ers where you had a quote-unquote franchise quarterback to some degree in Jimmy Garoppolo. You decided to move on and draft uh, I believe it was 2021, Trey Lance, to be your future of the team. He gets injured, and here comes this guy who has picked over 200 uh, picks into the draft, and he's having a great season, and he's, he's leading this team. And I think that that's something you don't see very often. I mean, you can name on one or two hands, uh, you know, situations like that in the past. So it's really nice to see, and I hope they give him an opportunity to win that job beyond this year because – I think there's something more to this kid than just what we've seen this year. I don't think this is, um, you know, lightning in a bottle, if you will. I think this is a kid who can really 
lead a team. They had a really good scouting report on him uh, when he was uh, playing both high school and college ball. Really good quarterback mm-hmm. in college. So uh, he may not have had the same skill set uh, to the same height and all that to guys like Joe Burrow, but he's doing a heck of a job there with the 49ers. So um, both of us are in agreement on that game. That's good to see. Um, and then mm-hmm. uh, you get the Seahawks. They're 8-8. Eight and eight. They're playing against the defending Super Bowl champion Rams, who are 5-11. and 11. This is another lock pick I have. I have the Seahawks uh, winning uh, there in Seattle. Yeah, this one actually was a tough pick because I just think the Rams are one of those teams that can kind of, like, surprise you from time to time, you know, as, as you can see what they did with Denver. But I agree with on this one. I do think that the Seahawks are going to finish off this game and, and win. They need to win this game. You know, it's a team that, you know, you kind of want to end up the year strong. So I, I agree with you. I think the Seahawks are going to do their thing and win this game too. Getting down to the last uh, couple games of the uh, schedule here. Mm-hmm. This one is a good one. It's the Cowboys, 12-4. and four. They're going up against the Commanders. Washington has been kind of back and forth this year. They're 7-8-1. and one. They like to finish the year with a 500 record here. I have the Cowboys, however, winning there in Washington on Sunday. I do, too. I just think the Cowboys are a team that is getting better, you know, as far as the year is going on. They also are going to get Pollard back. And I just feel as if, yes, the Commanders have done a lot of great things this year, but I just think the, the Cowboys are just too too many weapons. And they want, to, they want to finish off the year strong. So I definitely have, I agree with you. I have the Cowboys winning, too. All right, so we're down to the final game of the schedule. And, Alan, about six, seven, eight weeks ago, sometime before Thanksgiving, I believe it was early to mid-November, you asked me a question about the Green Bay Packers, whether they had a, a prayer or a chance or any glimmer of hope of going to the postseason this year. And I flat out told you I thought they had no chance under the sun. They have gotten hot at the right time. Eight and eight versus eight and eight. The Lions versus the Packers. Sunday night football in Lambeau Field. Green Bay has been one of the hottest teams about the last month or so. I have the Packers winning getting into the playoffs. We'll see what happens after that, of course, but I have Green Bay winning on Sunday night football. The Lions had a great year. They have nothing to feel bad about. They've done some big things this year. You know, Jamal Williams, props to him. He's leading the team, leading the league in touchdowns, and they've had some major, major strides. Talk about the Lions. I just kind of feel like TCU, that Cinderella story is going to end you know, there's no knock on what the Lions have done, but when they played them the first time, what ended up happening was, to your point, Aaron Rodgers, he did drop a, you know, like he couldn't connect on a couple of passes in the end zone. And he got picked back there. That normally doesn't typically happen. I don't expect that to happen this game. They are playing at Lambeau. That makes a huge difference. I, I agree with you. The game base hot. And I just think they're gonna they're gonna beat the Lions because you know, this is a game that's important to both teams. But I just think that Green Bay is is hot at the right time. To your point. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's to be real honest with you, it's been a, a big surprise that they've been able to turn it around. And you know, the thing that I really look at, <clears throat> pardon me specifically, is early in the season. You know, you, you, you let two of your best receivers go 
um, Marquez, uh, Marquez, Scant, uh, Mar- uh, Marcus Scantling Valdez went to the uh, went to the Chiefs, and then he, of course he traded away Devontae Adams to the Raiders, and then you brought in some of these young receivers in the draft, uh, uh, Dobbs, of course, and of course uh, Christian Watson, and both those guys look like rookies their first couple weeks into the end of the year, and there was definitely a chemistry shakeup between Aaron Rodgers and his receivers. I think that you have seen in the last probably three, four, five weeks where he is now starting to understand them better and them understanding him better. I've been wrong on this the entire year. I thought they were done. I thought Rodgers should just be benched. They should go ahead and bring in Jordan Love. Um, Glad I'm wrong on this because I think Green Bay can potentially make a run. Um, They kind of have a little bit of a sense of what the the Bucs were two years ago when they made their late season run, got into the playoffs and, basically ran the table and, and won the Super Bowl. So um, I'm not saying the Packers are going to do that. I think the fact that they're even in this position is a miracle in and of itself. But um, really a fun team to watch here. Um, it's a lot more fun when you're winning, of course. You, you and I both know that. And I'll tell you what, watching yeah. that game last Sunday um, between the, the Packers and the Vikings, knowing that Minnesota really needed to win that game to give themselves at least a shot at being the number two seed in the NFC, it was really nice to see Green Bay uh, come out and just dominate. They dominated the, the, the Vikings uh, basically from the from the first whistle of the game. So, um, so those are our picks for the year. I will have everything updated uh, next week for the final standings. I have a sneaky feeling Allen has beaten me by a good five or six games, um, but we will know that for sure here in uh, a week, and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, we'll crown somebody a champion of the picks. Uh, next so, <laughs> um, this has been a great first week of the year. Uh, I know you got some stuff in the uh, in the world of boxing coming up here this weekend. Uh, what's going on in that uh, in that area? Yeah, dude, there's a big fight with Devontae Tank Davis, and he's fighting this weekend. I got Tank Davis winning, and with boxing, it was kind of shocking that Jake Paul signed and kind of like a. MMA type deal, but not with MMA. And it's going to be kind of sad to let him go because I was hoping that he would actually fight a boxer. So that's going to be on hold. But I definitely do think that with boxing, I got Tank Davis winning this this fight this weekend. There's a lot of other great boxing events coming up soon. I'll keep you guys posted on that too. And I'll keep you up to date on news, boxing news. But I just think that this fight here coming up on the weekend, Tank Davis is going to take care of business and, you know, it's going to be pretty easy money for him. You know, he prepares hard. He doesn't take anybody lightly. So it's going to be a win for him. And I really hope that Spence this this year finds somebody to fight. And if it's not going to be Terrence, it's somebody else. I think he should give my guy a shot. Keith Thurman, and let him fight for it and see what happens. I think that's a, a safer fight than fighting Boots Ennis. Boots is out there. He wants to, to fight Errol. We'll see if that comes up and goes into fruition. But I, I definitely am going to keep you guys informed if anything changes. But definitely uh, with the boxing, you know, it's always a great thing to see what's going to happen in the boxing world. I plan on showing up to a lot more boxing events this year. So I'll definitely 
try to do kind of like what I'm doing now, a YouTube live and give you guys, I won't film the whole venue because, you know, for the people that are hosting the event and that are gracious enough to give us the opportunity to show up at the Allen and Aaron sports Talk radio show, I will be giving you guys kind of like a little screenshot or give you about 20 to 30 seconds of what I'm seeing, but I'm looking forward to doing that this, this coming up year. Yeah, it's going to be a great 2023. I think we are all looking forward to it. I know you and I, especially, uh, we've had some discussions the last uh, two, three days, especially um, whether it's boxing or NASCAR or we've got something else that's brewing right now. I won't say what it is yet because I don't want to jinx it, but I think we've got some really <laughs> big things lined up here in 2023. Um, this is going to be our best year yet, and uh, just keep listening to us. And Again, I want to thank our great sponsor again tonight, uh, Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce. It is definitely delicious and addicting. And uh, certainly, we all need a support group for it. So, for our good buddy Lou for calling in here tonight, and for Alan, this is Aaron signing off for the first show of 2023. We'll be back again next week, folks. Same time, same place, same beautiful faces, and uh, we'll have a lot to talk about then after the national championship game coming up here on Monday night between TCU and Georgia. Have a great week, everybody. The Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Show. The Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Show. Your hosts are here for the show tonight. Interview our special guest, a show highlight, the Allen Aaron Sports Talk Show, the Allen Aaron Sports Talk Show, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, boxing, tennis, golf. Story, the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Show, the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Show, tune in for all the news and scores, reporting on the games, and so much more, the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Show. The Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Show. The Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Show. Thank you for listening to the Evan and Aaron Sports Talk Podcast. Thank you.